What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Around the Paddock. I'm your host, Seb. With me, I've got Nico, as always. And you already know What's the show by now. We've got your paddock pass to all things F1 from this past week. And sometimes we sprinkle a little bit more in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What's going on, Nico? How you doing? Oh, not too bad. University is a slow pit of endless work that never ceases. But outside of that, everything's pretty good. Do you think that right now with school, you have more work to do than Mercedes does to try to catch up to the front runners? You know what? It's pretty close to being tied. Pretty close to being tied. That's a lot you of know. work, man. That's a lot of work yeah. you got to do. Six classes. So I guess we may as well just hop right to the formation lab. I, I do want to give a quick disclaimer, though, because and we were we were literally just talking about this like two seconds ago. But yeah, this was a pretty uneventful week in Formula One as far as as everything goes. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, it's uh it's not a race week. The next race week is next week in Australia. But I don't know, man. I just thought it was a pretty pretty slow week, pretty slow news week. Yeah, there's no real races. Yeah, there's not been any big news to come out so far. Also, before we hop on the formation lap, I do want to give a quick shout out to a friend of the show, Derek. So, shouts out, Derek. Hope you enjoy this episode if you're listening in. Yeah. Most loyal of all the listeners. Um, yes, the, the number one VIP. So, 100%. formation lap, let's just get to it. Um, yeah. And first things first, as we have done for the last, I want to say, this is the third week that we start with this, but Sebastian Vettel, he coming back, he coming back. He's finally He's confirmed. confirmed. Yeah, he confirmed oh, nice. to race in Australia next week. So, I will Ooh, say what? that my theory about him not wanting to race in Saudi Arabia is pretty accurate what actually happened <laughs> probably i'm not surprised he wouldn't want to race in a country he probably disagrees with oh i mean there's there's lots of countries that i'm sure he he disagrees with but i think he he okay no i i that's just spreading false rumors i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna try to like you know i respect <laughs> seb too much to to potentially start spreading you know fall <laughs> wildfires yeah. and false rumors about it but the the important thing is that he's obviously finally healthy again to race, which is you know great to hear. And yeah, it's really I'm, good to hear. I'm hoping for for a good race. I'm hoping he's able to hit the ground running for this new season because this is obviously going to be his first race. And the Aston Martin has looked a little bit doo doo. Yeah, that's true. And maybe with the uh, added weeks, who knows? Maybe we'll have a a better like aero pra- uh, package ready for Australia. That's true. That's true. Yeah, only time will we tell. Might ha- we might. We might see Vettel come in full force. Hey, let's hope so. New and improved, baby. Yeah. And the next thing, so this is kind of like the big the big point for the formation lap here, but it yeah. was like two days ago, three days ago tops, the Las Vegas Grand Prix was announced starting in yeah. 2023. Yeah. What do you think about that? Las nope, Vegas. At first... Yeah, at first I thought they were going to do the, uh, what is it, the, what casino is it? Like uh, the, um, the Caesars Palace? The Caesars Palace, basically parking lot. That's what I was, that's what I, when it was first confirmed, that's what I thought. That's um, what turns did. out, no. That's what they did, like, back that, in the they day. They did historically, yeah. yeah. It, it turns out it's actually like a really big, kind of really nice street track, eh? Yep, it goes through the main, the main Las Vegas strip. So obviously you're going to see, like, all the lights and all, 
all the landmarks. So that's that's yeah. gonna be a really cool straight because it's long oh, too. Yeah. You know what? You know, just saying, I would do really well on it. I kill it in the the crew two Las Vegas track. I would be able to just know easily this track. I'm gonna be honest. You could drive, yeah. You could drive your uh, your Red Bull your Red Bull F1 car through it. Basically, <laughs> recreate the yeah. Las Vegas track. You know. I mean, we basically do it almost every single time we play. Worth checking to see if Circuit of the Americas is in the game because I haven't, I've never tried to look for it. But yeah, me neither. It would be uh, interesting to see if we can find it. But the only not as <laughs> hype thing about the Las Vegas yeah. Grand Prix is so the time, the time exactly. So yeah. it's gonna be a ten, a race at ten p.m. Because obviously it's Las Vegas, and Las Vegas never sleeps. Yeah. But a 10 p.m. race, which is kind of crazy to yeah. me. Um, yeah. But obviously for for us in in, in Eastern time, it's it's gonna be 1 a.m. start. Like, what, <laughs> what what is going on, man? Ooh. That's gonna be one what 1 a.m. Monday for us. I think it'll be a Saturday race. That's what they said. Just because it obviously makes sense to uh, you know for yeah w- people watching. Um, so it's going to be a Saturday race, but okay. and obviously like it's going to be the so, first race. It's going to be awesome to see, but like, man, to stay up till like yeah. all night. That's nuts. Yeah. Ooh, man. The F1 really is a Europe sport. Eh? They, you know, they kind of put that time cause Las Vegas, but they also kind of put that time because the European watcher, uh, the European fans are going to be watching. Yeah, it's fair. And I mean, obviously, uh, we're, we're complaining right now about the late start time and everything, but I'm pretty sure like fans in, in Oceania and stuff like that, right? Especially even even European races, like there's probably places where the timing is just even more messed up. <laughs> you know, 1am oh, yeah. is probably like every every other weekend for them. <laughs> so shouts out to those people if they're yeah. listening, although shouts probably out to, not because our listeners yeah. are just confined to this this side of the world. Yeah. Although, shouts out to Nathan if he ever hears this. Oh, that's true. Shouts out Nathan yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, the timing is gonna be, you know, a bit a bit tough for us. We'll have to drink a a few coffees just to to be able to hmm. stay awake and and watch it. But yeah. it's it's gonna be another fast city circuit. So kind of like Jeddah, Jeddah. Like Saudi Arabia, and Miami. Yeah. What it's gonna be this year. Yeah, um, hopefully with more runoff areas and like not horrible turns. Yeah, I, I think I think well, I mean, if if you use looking at the main strip, the main strip I think is pretty wide, right? So yeah, it, it's not going to be as tight as Jeddah. Hopefully, allows for you know overtaking and and a few cars battling wheel to wheel. Yeah, and it also seems like there's not a lot of turns. Like I saw the thing, right? It's it's a pretty like straight line track for the most yeah. part no it, it really looks like it's going to be like drs like like the heaven for drs it, yeah. there's so many areas where you could just have it yeah so it's gonna be really interesting to see like car to car racing there because it's looks massive it's really straight line not that many turns i can already kind of see the verstappen leclerc battles if we, what, what we've already seen <laughs> actually i was just trading places I don't know if I would see so much of a Verstappen Leclerc battle because I know, because I watched the, uh, not the post show, like the post post show analysis of Jetta, and they were saying that the Ferrari on straight lights, straight line speeds, at least the spec they had for Jetta was notably slower than the Red Bull. Yeah, it was faster yeah. on turns, 
but slower on straight lines. So assuming they have a very similar car next year to what they have this year, which they probably won't, but let's pretend we had Las Vegas GP on this one. I actually don't think it would be uh, Verstappen Leclerc. I think it would be probably Verstappen Checo. So, I mean, hey, yeah, it's that's that's a very logical take. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue against that one. Though I had heard that yeah. it, it was the car setup that caused that difference, right? Was so Red Bull gambled for like straight line speed, and and Ferrari took it a little bit more cautiously and went for. Um, yeah, like more Turn downforce speed. and speed on the corners. So, yeah. but Jetta has a lot more of those like tricky corners and stuff like that, right? Which makes sense for why they would have done that. But for Las Vegas, I think Ferrari would probably also stick to straight line have speed. A... There's not that many like crucial corners like that, you know? It's it's so much easier you know, to just go straight line speed for that. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. I I wasn't sure if they had a special aero package or not. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was the specs for for that particular weekend. But I'm pretty sure the Ferrari powertrain is at least Nuts. rivals Red Bull in terms of speed. Like, it's not going to be think that much slower. Yeah, I think it's actually probably better, in my opinion. The Ferrari one? Yeah, I mean, you. the reason I say this is because if you look at Ferrari and Red Bull, they're the both front runners. But if you look at Ferrari engine partners versus AlphaTauri, you can see that the Ferrari engines are running a bit better. Well, yeah, that's that's what I think. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, Sweet. And then, I mean, I guess just to kind of wrap up this Las Vegas uh, segment here, but um, obviously we're noticing a lot more street circuits being introduced to the calendar uh, as opposed to, I I guess, more traditional uh, Grand Prix circuits. And it's causing a bit of a rift, I am assuming, between like people that like one or the other and, you know, people that want to keep F1 a little bit more to its traditional roots and others that are welcoming and and open to, to these street circuits. But (laughs) <laughs> like, what do you think? Because I I know they're they're adding a lot of races, but there's only so much time in a year that they can that they can drive, right? So obviously yeah. tracks are going to be cut if that's going to be the case, and it seems like we'll see street circuits replace some more traditional circuits that we're used to. You know what? I'm actually a bigger fan. I'm not a big fan of street circuits. I'm actually a really big fan of just the more traditional circuits. So I'm actually one of the fans that's a little more irked by it. I mean, what was the track they're getting rid of? It's Spa, right? Oh, I, I don't have that info on me. Oh, it's so Belgium. I, tell you. I don't think... I think it's Belgium. Why would they get rid of Spa? Spa's pretty iconic. But I again, yeah. I have no idea. Again, I, I saw this on, on some Formula Dank. I, I could have just... I quickly scrolled past it. But April I saw Fools something that just made me think... Yesterday. Of, <laughs> I saw it last week, though. So, unless they're doing a really early April Fools. Yeah, fair. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's Spa. I don't think it would be Spa. But, like... I really don't like street circus as much. Um, mostly because I like the design for F1 cars kind of tracks, you know, not designed for regular car kind of tracks. Yeah, sure, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I like the high speed. Like, obviously, Monaco's a street circuit, right? And I, yeah. I like Monaco. Obviously, it's not the most exciting of races, but it's just, you know, the, the atmosphere and, and, and the tight corners yeah. and stuff. Um yeah, Monaco is fun. Monaco, but it's it's also like Monaco, and like I can see Las Vegas having a similar energy to it. Yeah, say Jetta. I can see Las Vegas being like the the Monaco of like this side of the world, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's yeah. it's it's so gonna I, be cool. I, yeah, sorry. No, I, I was just yeah, gonna say, I'm like, actually I'm pretty excited for, yeah. for 
yeah, I think the, the Las Vegas ones can be interesting. It looks big. I'm hoping they have the right turns for it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. All right. So moving on real quick, just to kind of give an update on the whole like Sochi and Russian GP uh, situation for this season. But right. I read that yeah. Qatar, the Qatar Grand Prix is is going to be the one to replace to replace Russia. So going back to the Middle East. Yeah, not bad. Honestly, the Qatar is the Qatar GP is actually pretty good. So I'm not too bothered by it. I'm not the biggest fan of Sochi myself, anyways. It's yeah, a it's a fair so. track. It's I think Qatar is just a better track personally. Yeah, so I'm not bothered by it. I'm go for it. I mean, well, what else were they going to do? Make another America track? Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> they would have introduced Las Vegas a yeah. year early. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, great. I see no no issues with it. Any news with um with Pierre Gasly? Yeah, you know? so actually it's a double one because it has to do with contracts, Gasly Ooh. and Alonso, okay? So Ooh, lovely. We have so Pierre Gasly, his contract ends at the end of this season, right? Um Yeah. Fernando Alonso has Think, I know we spoke about this on one of the earlier episodes. Just I'm mm. misremembering now, but he might have like one more year after yeah. this one. If if not, would have to yeah. renew this year. But Alonso said that he wants to remain in F1 for another like two or three years, right? He's liking where where Alpine is going, and and he says he feels competitive competitive enough, so he wants to stay for a few more years. And Gasly, once his contract is up, um, it's a matter of like what he's going to do for his next career move, right? Helmet Marco, uh, one of the the yeah. Red Bull, like he's one of the Red Bull principals alongside Christian Horner, right? Um, he basically mm. said that Red Bull stands a chance to lose Gasly if they're not able to offer him a return to the senior team, which Gasly said multiple times. So that's something that he he would want to do, and, and I I can see him wanting to do that to kind of redeem himself for his first stint in Red Bull when he was younger a few years ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess I guess the double whammy there is, you know, Red Bull could potentially lose Pierre Gasly, and if all the seats are taken, then like it kind of puts Gasly's F1 career in a little bit of jeopardy and uncertainty, which would be really unfair because I think he's a, a very talented driver, right? Um, but on the other hand, Alonso stating that yeah. he wants to stay for a few years, like, what does that do for Oscar Piastri, who's also another young? driver who deserves to be an f1 and and showcases skills so yeah contract situations man yeah, i actually i actually it, it's always really tricky and f1's really unfortunate it has not that many teams actually later on actually i have a bit of news on more teams more team news but um yeah it's real unfortunate how there's such a lack of teams to to offer enough seats to to good racers I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah. So in terms of like the Gassy situation, do you see him returning to Red Bull? Well, okay, his contract yeah. is over at the end of the season, right? If they offer him one yeah. more year at AlphaTauri with a guarantee to return to the senior team, do you think he takes it? I think he does. I think on as much as I like Checo, I, do, I, I don't see Red Bull just letting Gasly go and they would do anything to keep him. And if that means dropping Checo down to... AlphaTauri and putting Gasly up to to Red Bull, I think they would actually end up doing it. See, I think in that case they wouldn't drop Checo to AlphaTauri 
because they could just get one other one of the Red Bull Junior development drivers. So I think if Gasly goes to Red Bull for that second seat, like Checo is is done. Yeah. Basically, unless he's able to find yeah. a seat somewhere else. It's true. No, that's that's fair. It's true. So, I yeah, mean, I, it, tricky it would be, is always uh, right. Like, but. yeah. And obviously, in the Alonso yeah, no, case, um, Oscar Piastri, you know, you you want to get a strong start in F one and and a bit of an early start, I guess, because if he's just the the reserve driver and the the development driver for the team, like he's not going to get as much experience right off the bat, right? Like he, his, the skills could get rusty and everything. So, yeah, you know, it, it would be really unfortunate. Obviously, I want to see Alonso keep racing. I think he's the most skilled driver on the grid, right? But Piastri is uh, he's 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 a stud, right? Like he's won every junior yeah. category basically in his first year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, no, he's uh, he's an incredible racer. It's really yeah, unfortunate that it's not in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we're probably gonna end up seeing him at some point. Hopefully, sooner than later. Yeah. So hey, if Andretti yeah. comes in, which I think they should. <laughs> I mean, if Andretti comes in, that's a good chance for somebody like Piastri to get in there, right? Get yeah. that experience well, with a new team. Yeah. So what I was gonna say is, I read somewhere and uh, faults me for not saving it uh, of five teams that are actually interested to join F1 for 2026. Actually, so if you know every single team gets accepted, it would be a massive jump in the amount of teams. Who would they be? So it's Porsche. Yeah. Um, Porsche F1 and Dreddy. Um, a team called uh, what's it? I can't quite remember the name. It's, it's I read it as like China Racing, so it's probably like China Racing F one team. Um, and then two other teams I just didn't recognize, but apparently big in big as Indy teams or as engine providers. Like is Porsche joining as like their teams, own team? teams? Oh, interesting. Yeah, teams. Yeah. Well, F1's yeah, super yeah. popular now, right? So. That's the thing, right? Like the article I read wasn't like I'm not gonna say the most informative or authoritative source for it, but they were talking about how these teams have shown interest in the last six months, and considering two of them we know definitely are, which is Porsche and uh, Andretti. I think the other one was Audi. I don't, I don't know if uh, yeah, I think it was Audi. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it was like Audi, uh, Porsche, and Andretti, and then China Racing, and then another one I can't recognize. I didn't recognize. Okay. So, hey, they all join, you know. That's going to be 10 more seats. Yeah, yeah, and obviously I think that's, you know, maybe 10 extra seats is, is going to be a lot on the grid and stuff. We'd have to see, but obviously more opportunity, more competition. I as a fan, I think it'd be cool to see. Honestly, so I would, I would oh, welcome. Yeah. I would honestly be amazing. Like that. Um, yeah, and and yeah, no, that yeah, that'd be cool. All right, well, let's just jump into the main race topic. I think that pretty much covers like everything that kind of happened this week. Um, yeah, like everything I said, and pretty, a half, really. Yeah, yeah, pretty slow week, honestly. 
Not a lot of drama. Yeah. <laughs> we need the no, drama to that, survive, no. to stay afloat. Otherwise, well, talking what do we about talk drama. about? Yeah. Well, talking about drama, let's talk about Drive to Survive. Yeah, DTS Season 4. Obviously, we're, it didn't just come out. It came out almost a month ago, right? So we're a little bit late in talking about it. But yeah, just kind of figured we'd... I mean, I haven't spoken to you about it and like or vice no. versa, right? Like I think we spoke on after you'd seen the first episode or something. So figure yeah. it was a good uh good topic to just see what we think. But uh yeah, give me your thoughts, Nico. What'd you think about season four? I guess especially compared to like previous seasons, right? So I have a love hate relation with season four, and I think a lot of people do. I really, really enjoyed it. Because I really, really enjoyed the season that, you know, they were covering. I thought it was, you know, just great, especially all the Haas episodes that Nikita basically paid for himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, anytime we get to see Gunther, it's a, uh, it's a bonus, you know. Oh yeah, and Gunther with boats, especially. Um, yeah, that was or or Gunther with Mick, like sitting in the little swing. It was it was a cute yeah, moment. It was a pretty cute moment, and then oh, just like the whole who will like who will win, who won't for between Mercedes and Red Bull. I thought it was just amazing, but uh, some of the editing just really irked me. It was, it's, they, they, like, if you watch the races, if you actually watch the season, like, you could tell, like, yeah, these things didn't happen the way they were showing. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. also, they just kept, like... It's like, like keeping like, up with the Kardashians. It's, yeah. it's, it's not real. It's just... It's keeping up with Horner and keeping up with the Wolves, you know? Yeah. Because they yeah. were, honestly, I would say... They made, yeah, Horn, Christian Horner and Total Wolf be like the protagonists. It wasn't even about the season. It was obviously the, the, the grand story thread was uh, Red Bull versus Mercedes, right? Yeah. 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 But like there were so many race no. drivers that we didn't see like anything of. Like was Vettel yeah, in yeah, it at nothing. all? Like no. Right? I, I think he was there for like 15 seconds. What about King Latifi like, or Lancelot Vancelot? I I'm I don't think they showed them once. I don't I don't remember yeah. seeing them. And at I know all. okay, well maybe in the Williams episode. Yeah, right? and like maybe in the Williams. Um I know Checo said that he had the like the Netflix crew with him during the Mexican Grand Prix. Yeah. Did we really see his, Checo? Did to his house and stuff like that? Did we yeah. see yeah, exactly. We didn't see any fiesta from from Checo. Uh, Honestly, I think they just need to have more episodes. Not gonna lie, I think they need to be more than ten episodes, and they don't need. They shouldn't try to embellish as much as they do. No, they had a good storyline too. They could have started from like early in the season, what was going on, and build their way to the end instead of every episode having to like go back to the preseason and then halfway through, yeah. and then they suddenly go back again, and it's so jarring, you know? Like it was pretty jarring. I think, yeah. Also, I feel bad for like again, like Checo. Like he brought them to his house and everything. They didn't use it. Like that's a new, that's a nuisance, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's not or, fun to to have these people like following you. Exactly, I I agree, I agree. I mean, like obviously you know that not everything is gonna go into the show, but like I mean, come on, you're not even gonna show a little bit of that. It's like yeah, you know, he did um, well in the Mexican GP if I remember. Yeah, he got in the podium, but did we see that? Yeah, no, no. The fact that a Mexican driver like got a podium in the mexican Podiums. grand prix or even like yeah. alonzo and hamilton fighting in hungary oh, right they, didn't they showed show it that. for like three seconds 
well, I guess yeah. they showed Hamilton passing Alonso once he like locked up at the end. But that was like ten laps yeah. after after defending. And they and they barely looked at what's it called, Ocon's victory in Hungary. Yeah, exactly. Right. That was that yeah. was, like they only go went to Hungary to because that was when like Bottas crashed on like against like all those cars and took him out. Right. I think that's literally the yeah. only reason why they were like even talking about Hungary. And then I, I mean I know there was an episode with like Ocon and stuff, but yeah, like you said, they yeah. don't even really focus too much on the aftermath or anything like that. Yeah, it was like done and let's get back to Red Bull and Mercedes. Like that's what's what people care about. Which like no, I want to know what happened with Ocon. I want to see Checo win the Mexican GP. It's not just about the rivalry and that's it. I know. This drive to survive, not Red Bull versus Mercedes. And also, like, the weird scenes where, like, you know they were scripted because, like, how the hell would they have been filming this? But, like, you'd have, like, Christian Horner yeah. and his wife, like, on the horseback, and they're like, oh, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe Max Verstappen is going to – this is how Christian Horner sounds yeah. like to me. But maybe Max Verstappen is going to crash into Lewis Hamilton and – and they'll take he each does. other out. And then suddenly they just cut to Monza and like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You have Bono oh, telling Lewis, yeah. Lewis, Max is coming out. Because that's also what, you know, that's that's what the entire grid yeah. sounds like in my head. But <laughs> No, it's true. It's really true. It was really, when I was watching with my roommate, like the scenes where it was just uh, Horner and his wife. We we're just joking, like, what other rich person's sport are we going to see him just casually, like, talking about F1 in? Because they had, like, skeet shooting and, like, horseback like, walking. Yeah, honestly, like, when they're, like, skeet shooting, yeah, that was hilarious. If it's, it was basically just like, oh, yeah. man, if this was Total Wolf, I would totally shoot his head off. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, without actually, yeah, I mean, without it's, actually it's not saying it. But, <laughs> doing yeah, it. I mean. Kind of implying it. Oh, then, yeah, 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 no, so it was, it was, it was weird, but, and then kind of going into, like, our favorite, least favorite moments, but what I will say is, despite all the focus on Horner and, and Toto, and, like, Red Bull and Mercedes, and you, you mentioned it earlier, but Haas got a lot yeah. of, uh, got a lot of love on the show, and Attention. especially Gunther, there was, like, a, basically a whole episode with Gunther as, like, as the star. I know, I was, I was happy, that was my favorite moment, that was not gonna lie, when Gunther was, like, when he's climbing yeah. the, when the he mountain. Was like, <laughs> yeah. He goes like climbing and like the entire thing's like a metaphor to like <laughs> yeah, what like yeah. Haas has to struggle. The man will climb the mountain just for the sake of a metaphor. <laughs> like Yeah. Now that's 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 an alpha what a man. move. That's an alpha move. That's a that's a man's man the right end there. When he's like holding the axe up and like <laughs> the drone like zooms out. That was epic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see Total Wolf doing that. No. I want Total Wolf Only to do Gunther that. Only Steiner. Only Gunther Steiner. No, yeah, it was jacked. And then, really jacked. And then I will say one of also another one of my favorite moments was like the way <laughs> so when like it's it's the Nikita Mazepin one where he's just like he's like, mm. you know, I saw the clouds and it's like the clouds in Russia, they're yeah. different. Like I I had a five thousand IQ yeah. play where I'm like, yeah, these clouds. So obviously my my mazepin impression but like yeah these clouds they're they're coming yeah. up and it's gonna start raining soon so i gotta pit like five laps earlier than anyone else really because yeah. i'm scared that i mean I'm gonna good crash call out. but like still 
Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that was like, honestly my favorite, my, the funniest anyways. moment for me. Oh yeah. But my funniest moment for me was in that episode right after that scene when they were just like, and Mazepin did so well. He beat Latifi and Mick who didn't finish. <laughs> yeah. Latifi, I believe crashed and Mick didn't even start. So <laughs> it was like something like that. But effectively they were like patting him on the back being like, good job Mazepin. You did so well. You yeah, beat like, two people nice who call, didn't even nice finish. Nice call, Maz. Nice call. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think he paid that episode. Dude, that's what everybody's saying, man. Like he just like, yeah, he gave money. Yeah. But they're like, oh yeah, I I felt really bad for Gunther for that whole season because like to have his his dad, so to meet yeah. him has been, and he's just like, he's like, oh, threatening. We'll take the money out if if you're yeah. not going to change the cars. So yeah. So, do you remember, this was a rumor that was running about, uh, I think on Reddit, but also like on Twitter and stuff like that, and I think, yeah, which was, and on YouTube, which was that Mazepin had a heavier chassis than Mick. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Because Mazepin apparently had, um, oh, yeah, what the was it? It was old, old chassis. Yeah, exactly. But because of Grosjean's crash, Mick had a brand new chassis. Yeah. Um. After watching that episode, I actually think they had the exact same chassis. And rather, what happened is Gunther just said that to him. So when they gave him the new chassis, it would give him more confidence to race a bit better. But in reality, it was the exact same car. So you're saying it was like a five, a 9,000 IQ uh, confidence play. building play. Listen, Gunther climbed a mountain for a metaphor. I'm sure he could lie to Mazepin about a chassis. The man just came up with it on the spot while taking pictures with his boat. Exactly. True. He saw the True. boat and he was just like, "I know what to do." Yeah. No, that was that was that was a great episode. The yeah, I didn't like the McLaren one. It was just like they try to add all this like drama and tension between like Lando and and Danny Rick and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, that was Which, just like all right. Yeah, like why why are you like you know creating drama out of nowhere when there actually was drama. <laughs> Like actual real yeah. drama, you know? Yeah. No, it was a real. It was really bizarre. Like they just made Rick look depressed. If any, like that's it. it. It wasn't even drama. It was just like, how can we make this man look sadder than he actually is? Yeah, yeah. Man who thought he lost all hope loses a little bit of hope he didn't know he had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like the Williams episodes though. Like uh, the team principal, Yos Capito. He seemed cool. I yeah. like him. He he's very yeah, he like seems cool. passionate and you know like into it. So he I was, seems I was like he understands. It. Yeah, he seems like he understands the team, right? It's not like you can just take Williams and like, oh well, I'm just gonna dump more money. It's like he he understood that he had to get rid of some people who were just underperforming and like wasn't pressuring the team to like really really go full bore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And oh, uh, yeah. And then the whole Maz, uh, what's called Verstappen, uh, Hamilton thing. I think it was overdone. Yeah, and obviously, like Verstappen didn't take part in season four for a lot of the reasons that we're talking about no. here, right? In terms of like Netflix kind of yeah. making things up for for their benefit, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I don't no, think yeah. Hamilton Again, was in it very much Checo. either. So. No, I don't think so either. I don't. I don't think he was ever really in it. True. Not in like any of the seasons. Hey, you not know like, why? Not like Rick or like. You you know why they call him Checo? 
You know what Checo means in, hmm. in Mexico? Hey. A Christian Horner said it in one of the episodes. You know what Checo, hey, Checo I don't, means? I, no. What does ding, it mean? Dilly ding, dilly dong. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know if that's true or not. <laughs> like, I don't think so. Can you imagine just saying, like, Checo, like, in Mexico? <laughs> no, no, like, Perez. Checo Perez. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> That's really, really funny. <laughs> um, so then, you know, kind of going back to it, we've obviously seen a bit of a, I want to say like a downward trend, but obviously each season, yeah. Netflix seems like they're trying to um, not focus as much on the actual stuff that's happening on the track, but maybe trying to create their own yeah. storylines and, and their own like story yeah. threads. But what are you hoping like to see for, for season five? So for this season, like, do you, obviously I know we want them to focus a little bit more on like what's going on in track and stuff like that. Right. So less than yeah. from what they did in season four. Um, but was there anything in particular from like the later seasons that, that you do like that you wish they want to keep or anything like that? Honestly, I wish they would just like reduce the amount of drama. They just kind of hype up. Like, I want to see what the teams are up to, you know, like, I don't want to just see Toto and like, uh, what's it called? Not uh, Total Wolf and uh, Christian Horner. <sighs> yeah, thank you. Uh, Christian Horner up too. Like, I liked the Haas episode because it was just someone else. But like, it'd be cool to see like the inner workings of Williams. Yeah, like, like, right. The like, drama the of like getting like, the car working. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's not like three seconds of racing and then back to forty-five minutes of like Horse Christian Horner riding. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. Like, I want to see more of that. And I want to, like, I, honestly, I'm less interested in the dramas between the racers as I am between the dramas between the teams, right? Like, yeah. it's what interests me more. Like, yeah, you actually want to see me... the inner workings of the team. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to see, like, if you want to make an episode between, like, Science and Lando, but it's not, like, their personal gripe, but it's, like, who's going to do better, who's not. Like, obviously, we're not going to see it this season because McLaren is terrible and Ferrari is number one, but, you know... Maybe yeah, next no, season. it's true. It's true. I am. Yeah, I'm fully in agreement with you there. I do want to see. Uh, or, or Botas is like twenty head game, like twenty head move, moving to Alfa Romeo, being more competitive. Twenty head. Or it's just like big brain. Okay, true. Um, I was gonna say I don't know. Is that like some D and D reference or something like that? <laughs> no, no, no. Um. Yeah, no, agreed. And then hopefully it's a bit more like linear, kind of follow the season as it's progressing, right? Rather than going like back and forth each episode because it's like just confusing to know what's going on. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, and obviously, so I mean, despite all this, like I think Drive to Survive as a series is, has had like a huge impact on F1 though, right? Like a lot of the new oh, fans massive. that it's gotten has been from Drive to Survive. And that's why, yeah. you know, like we have these teams that are wanting to join now and stuff because there's so many more eyes. And F1 is the fastest growing sport amongst like under 35s, right? So like all the young yeah. people basically are are hopping on, on the F1 uh, hype train. So, and, and that's like worldwide. And F1 is the fastest growing sport oh, on yeah. social media, right? So... Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of opportunity, and Drive to Survive is like a huge reason for it. I think it's the primary reason for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing is, obviously, 
if it's going to be that over dramatized and stuff, I feel like it might paint certain drivers or like the team principals and stuff in in a different light than what they actually are just for the sake of entertainment purposes, you know? Um, yeah. Like Lando Norris, like if I didn't if I didn't know Lando or, and like watch the interviews with him and see how like what his personality is like cuz he's he's a sarcastic person, right? Like he's he's funny, but like sometimes he'll just he'll do that like serious sarcastic humor. Or at least that's what it comes off yeah. as to me. But if you just base it off the McLaren episode, like you wouldn't really think he's that much of a team player and stuff, you know? No, it's true. And Lando always seemed to me like a really like team player, kind of like funny guy, but they really didn't show that at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like so, everybody, all the drivers just are selfish a to a certain degree. And everybody says oh, that. Yeah. I mean, they have but, to be at that level. Yeah. Right. But like not not as selfish as as I guess they showed him in in that episode. No, yeah, they really just portrayed him poorly. Yeah, agreed. Well, yeah. we'll have to wait. Yeah. another year for Draft to Survive season five. But you know this this season's already kind of providing us with a lot of entertainment in the first two races so far, at least. So, <laughs> am am hoping a lot for of more. entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch the Saudi yeah. Arabia episode. It's just going to turn into a freaking like war documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, leave it at that, I'll leave it at that yeah well we won't touch more on that that's fair <laughs> all right cool down lap time yeah. and i know yeah i know you wanted to talk about the 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 little reddit contribution made by the r formula one subreddit so take it away cause and me I, I, and you i know that's so, what i'm saying take it away because I, I don't know what was going on yeah with that. so for the people who don't know reddit every april 1st has like an event that goes on and they've done this one i think a few times at this point which is called r slash place which is like a big canvas where anyone can put one little pixel in like a giant giant canvas and every five minutes they can put a new one down so communities get together and kind of plan out to like take over a small piece of like the canvas for like you know to like represent their community so you have like the american flag for the americans you had like the tunisian flag i saw there you had like the anti-car subreddit which was represent the f1 subreddit um but the f1 subreddit does have a little spot there which i've helped contribute to maintain you know dear ferrari red bull and you know hots mostly because i like those and they were the ones in most danger whenever i saw it yeah, yeah, but effectively, it's like a big community thing, where it's just fascinating to see how how it evolves. But it's also fascinating to see how like the American flag like crumpled down like six times. But the boys in the r slash f one uh, subreddit have maintained it, and they even had, oh, uh, what was it? I think you might remember the quote better than this. It's like, uh, "Stay strong, Michael," oh, over yeah, the German yeah, flag yeah. right underneath. Michael. Keep fighting, Michael. Keep fighting, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, cool. That's all that's I gotta cool. say. Yeah, yeah. So you contributed oh, to really cool to to those team logos and stuff, eh? <clears throat> and to a bit of internet history, yeah. For uh, for anybody that wants to actually see it, it's it's in the the Formula One subreddit. Um, I'm pretty sure they're gonna make it the banner at least or something like that because a lot of people are are really hyped on it from what I can see. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really cool. Nice. Nice, nice. Well that's cool. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean Do you have I anything guess... to add for the cool down lap? 
yeah. So yeah, let's let's just do our our predictions for the Australian GP. And again, as with all cooldown labs, the question is open to everybody in the audience as well. So we want to hear from you guys what your predictions for the Australian Grand Prix is. Who do you think is going to qualify? Uh, first, second, third. Who do you think is going to podium in the race? What do you think? What do you predict is going to happen? Whether it's conservative or whether it's bold, which that's the ones. Those are the ones we want to see. Um, you yeah. can always send us a message through email at aroundthepaddockpodcast at gmail dot com. You could also do it through Instagram at aroundthepaddockpodcast or on Twitter at atp underscore pod. You could also leave us a comment on the YouTube channel, which is also around the paddock podcast. So yeah, the Australian Grand Prix predictions at Albert Park, which I will just put a little bit of an asterisk there, has actually been uh, renovated for this season. So they've actually fixed some of the turns and just tr- made it overall faster. Like they got rid of one chicane section and just made it like a straight line. Um, so yeah. it's going to be a, a new, a new version of the circuit. But what do you think is going to occur, Nico? Who do you think? Let's go qualifying. Give me your top three qualifications. Let's go qualifying. Okay. Top three qualifications. It's going to be... Ooh, this is a fast circuit. Well, it's going to probably, be faster, but... Yeah. Ooh, probably Verstappen, Leclerc, Checo. I think Checo might actually overtake signs for uh, for this one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, what you? you for quali. Me for quali. Obviously... I would put, I'm going to go with Ferrari. So I'm going to go with Charles in first, Max in second, because I think we're going to see Ferrari at least uh, match, if not exceed the Red Bull straight line speed, because their car setup is going to be more tailored for for straight line speed. At least that's my prediction. Um, So Leclerc, Mm. Verstappen, and in third place... I'm I'm gonna go bold, okay. I'm gonna go bold here. Yeah. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go with the Ferraris or Red Bulls. I'm gonna say George Magnuson. Russell. Ah, he's a good qualifier. So I'm gonna say George Russell. Wait. Yeah, George is really good. Ah, uh, man. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock that prediction in. But I just kind of realized as I said it that the Mercedes is not really so good on the straights, and this has more straights. So I actually, <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna be a. a I'm taking the L now. If it happens, like <laughs> goddamn, but I'm taking the L now. That was that was a bad prediction, yeah. but I'll lock it in. Yeah. No. All right. All right. George Russell in a really bad Mercedes. And for Sounds the race. Good. And for the race, I think it's gonna be Leclerc first. Probably Leclerc, then Max, then Signs, and then Checo fourth. Yeah, I mean, the it's reason not I a, see, oh no, it's not it's a, a hard prediction. Thing, yeah, same thing. Uh, I was gonna say my rationale for that is Checo came P one or sorry, he came he he qualified first, and during finished the P4. analysis, he finished before. But during the analysis of the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix, the analyst even noted that had everything gone to Checo's plan, the Ferraris would have passed him, and so would have Max. They were just faster than him by a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. With that said, I think it's probably going to be Leclerc for seven signs. 
Yeah, I know. It's crazy to see how much like distance Leclerc and Verstappen have put on the on the rest it's of the cars, nuts. like these last two races. Nuts. So yeah. you can you can tell their pace. Like, oh um, yeah, I think Leclerc, Verstappen, and Sainz as well. Honestly, I think it's gonna be Ferrari, Red Bull, Ferrari, Red Bull as well. It's, yep. You know, but in terms of my driver of the day prediction, who I think might have a good race, or at least who I'm hoping will have a good race, is gonna be I'm gonna give it to yep. Danny Rick. Danny Rick, the hometown boy in Australia, first time in two years. I think he's going to, I mean, the car might not perform as well as he would like, but I think he's going to be locked in and hopefully he has a good race. That's my prediction. Driver of the day. That's fair. I actually predict Mick might actually take it because first race in, he didn't do so hot. Um, And in the um, Saudi Arabia Arabia Grand Prix, he didn't drive at all. And I think he has a little bit of pressure on him to like really show what he's capable of because the the disparity between him and Magnuson's been pretty big right now. Mm-hmm. So I might actually I'm actually predicting Mick just on the fact that there's a lot of pressure on him to really perform. So he's gonna push. Yeah. He's gonna push. I think so. Okay. Cool. We'll lock it in. Yeah. We'll revisit this next week again after the, the Australian Grand Prix and see how we did. And again, to anybody yeah. in the audience, if you guys have your predictions, please feel free to send it to us because we want to see, and then we want to uh, we want to see how we do together. I guess next week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap up, I know this is a bit of a shorter episode, but a shunt of the week, which I I do agree on on the shunt of the week because I think we were both wrong with this. But you want to get yes, you? I was give primarily them? wrong. Yeah. So shunt of the week is me. I messed up i counted latifi crashing four times in a row he did not he actually did crash three times in a row however he did crash not long before that race so i think it might have been the race before or two races before where he crashed so i wasn't entirely wrong i just gave the wrong range but the chance of the week goes to me for for dissing latifi more than he was deserving Yes, and I, I, I will also kind of add my addendum too that I we said that he crashed in like the race. Um he didn't crash during the race in Bahrain. Like I think he crashed during free practice. But I mean yeah. it still cost still costs the team, but yeah, he definitely didn't crash during during the race. So King Latifi, forgive us Saya. It was all bad. Please don't chop our heads nice. off. But yeah, just yeah, wanted no. to uh, do the little redaction there. Shunt of the week goes to Around the Paddock podcast. Sad, yeah, no, it sad was uh, definitely, definitely on us. Definitely, definitely on us. Cool, man. Well, yeah, yeah. like I said, We're, pretty yeah. uh, relatively uneventful week in F1, but always yeah. an eventful time here doing the podcast. So, hey, there's always things to talk about. Um, Thank you again to everybody who who tuned in and listened to the episode. Again, please feel free to, to, to message us through our social media handles or, or through YouTube or through email. Um, anything you got to say to everybody else before we take off for the week, Nico? Yeah, make sure everyone, this is very important, tune in to the next race in Australia. I thought I was going to ask for picks, but no. Tune in to the next race. I want to hear your opinions. Get that subscription pirate the feed although we didn't tell you to do that don't pirate the feed buy those subscriptions watch the race 
and, and join the conversation. Us. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Join the Discord. Yeah. <laughs> cool, All man. Right. All right. Well, yeah. we will. Uh, we'll see everybody again next week. Well, after I'm positive that everybody's gonna watch the race, so we'll see you guys next week and have a good discussion about the Australian sure. GP. With that being said, though, Nico, our peace. Yes, it's good talking to you. Peace out. Bye.